Okay, we're ready to go. Mm. Right, good morning, uh, everybody. Uh, welcome to our very first podcast. We're part of Cross Culture City Church. Uh, the church was started uh, 12 years ago. God uh, led me to start the church, me and my wife, and called us uh, 12 years ago. Uh, it was called Hatfield Joburg South at the time. Uh, since then, we've changed the name to Cross Culture City Church. Uh, how, what an awesome time has been the last 12 years. Um, just to give you some context, we're sitting in South Africa. It is currently in the middle of the coronavirus pandemic. Uh, we're sitting in South Africa in level three, which, you know, there's certain restrictions. You'll see that we're exactly one and a half meters apart. So according to the legal uh, directions of the country at the moment, um, but we're so excited to start today a topic which I believe is so vital to our understanding and our walk as believers. Um, but before I go there, I'd like to introduce our, my colleagues around the table. Uh, so my name is Pastor Don Turvey. Uh, I'm the senior pastor of Cross Culture City Church. On my right-hand side here is Pastor Quirbus. He's a teacher, a theologian. He's also more the more serious, one of the serious guys in the room. <laughs> he can smile, but yeah, yeah. Uh, he can do that. Um, then on my left-hand side here is Pastor Ivan Maluleke. He's um, the, what I would call the passionate one, the more lively one, if you see him on stage as well. You know, and he loves he love the word. And um, Pastor Quibbers is a teacher by heart. And whenever you see a message from him, you'll see that. So it's so awesome that today we're going to talk about heaven at hand or the kingdom of God. And the topic is heaven at hand. And what we'd like to achieve in our first podcast today is to, to talk about what does it mean? What does this kingdom mean? What does this kingdom mean uh, for you today as a believer? And I believe this introduction, you know, will really give us a, a bit of a grounding as far as that is concerned, but also going forward as to what does it mean to live in this kingdom? What does it mean to, uh, how do we appropriate that uh, what God has given us uh, to make it real for us? So <clears throat> with that in mind, I want us to start in talking about what does the word kingdom means? I mean, you know, we're thinking... We're living in 2020, everything is democratic out there, well, most things. Uh, there are countries that don't work in democracy. But, you know, how can a person with a democratic mindset understand kingdom? Don't know who wants to go first on this one. <laughs> is it possible, actually? I mean, that's the point. Yeah, I think, I think it's quite a big jump um, for us in a, in a modern-day society to try and make the connection uh, when the Bible speaks about the kingdom of God or the kingdom of heaven, for us to make the jump uh, from uh, having a current experience of what government is like and what government means to us yeah. uh, compared to what the Bible speaks of when the Bible speaks of the kingdom of God or the kingdom of heaven. And I, I think that uh, th there's much to be renewed in our thoughts when we talk about this topic, um, there's, a, there's a whole different angle that we need to take um, to when we say, Jesus, would you be my king? I surrender all to you. 
Would you, would you be the one who governs my life? Would you be the king of my life? And um, I think that's probably where, where some of where, um, you know, some people would, would say yes to the gospel of salvation, um, but no to the gospel of the kingdom. <laughs> so, uh, you know, you would, you would, you would very easily um, see people um, respond to, to the love of God, to the mercy of God. They would, they would see the picture of the cross. They would hear the, 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 the message of God's love and they would, they would uh, receive him. They would receive Jesus as, as Savior. I don't want to say that Jesus is, is our ticket to heaven, but uh, you know that, that would be something that people would maybe see as this, there's this way for me to actually get to heaven. Um, but if you really take a closer look into the scriptures, you would see that um, there's more to it than Jesus only being our Savior. Um, in fact, I think that's one part of it. That's one side of the coin. I think the other side of the coin is, is that, uh, in fact, Jesus then becomes, he becomes the Lord of your life. He becomes your king. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not just being saved uh, and accepting Jesus as Savior. I think that it's, it's, it's also accepting Jesus as your Lord. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But can I, Ivan, can I talk about <clears throat> kingdom? And I think what, what Quibus is saying is, is vital in this, that distinction between accepting me as Lord and Savior. But let's talk about kingdom. Yeah. What is, you know, a person with a democratic mindset, how can they understand kingdom? Do you think it's possible? Or what do we need to change in our thinking to understand God's kingdom? Yeah, um, I'm going to jump a bit on what Pastor Kup has mentioned about, you know, um, a kingdom... I like thinking like a child because we have to kind of receive the gospel as children. So (laughs) when I hear the word kingdom, I think of a king and his domain. So so his rulership, uh, his word has the final say. His his instructions remain. So um, for a person who is in a democratic country, um, it takes a lot to change that mindset, you know, from growing up. I mean, everything we, we, we know as children is, 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 is we, we vote and we, 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 we all have to agree have on one say. thing. You have, have a say. A say. Yeah, 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 yeah. You can decide who the king is, actually. <laughs> yes, yeah. yes. So, so we decide. Exactly. Yeah. We decide who, who's ruling us. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. We choose. We, we choose the rulers um, yeah. that, that are in our lives. So um, with a kingdom mindset, it's, it's totally different. You see, I, we, we have to change that, that, that concept that we have learned of all in, in all of our lives. So... When I think about this personally, I realize that I have to change what I've learned completely. I have to transform my mindset into looking at the king and what he says in my life as a final say. So as a believer, it it took a while to understand that whole kingdom concept. You know, I had to I had to go through his word and realize that, hey, look, he's the one who's ruling. Mm. Yeah. So so I can't I can't I can't. I can't have my say. I have yeah. to take what he says. Yeah. Yeah. Let's <laughs> vote about it. Let's, uh, <laughs> yeah. just, uh, yeah. Can we talk yeah. about this? You know? yeah. Can, yeah. We, can yeah. we negotiate this? Thing? Yeah, I couldn't <laughs> negotiate what, what, what his, word, yeah. his, his word says. It, it is what it is. And, mm. and he'll never change from his word. Mm. You know? yeah. His word will, will always be. Mm. And I think from, for, for any believer that comes in that, that wants to understand kingdom, the first foundation has to be his word. Yeah. We have to understand and, and what his word says and, and yeah. what it reveals to us through his word. Yeah. So understanding kingdom, we have to understand his word because the king 
gave us what his decrees and uh, mm. uh, his declarations were through his word. Yeah. So if I want to be transformed, I firstly believe that I have to step into the realm of yeah. reading his word mm. and understanding it. Mm. And then once I understand it, then I can start transforming, firstly transforming my mind. Yeah. And as I transform my mind, then it will change what I do. Yeah, yeah. But I think it's, it's also, you know, if I think about a king and a kingdom, as you say, the, you know, when we look at the leaders in the world, I mean, it's all democratic elected leaders, most of them, like I said, and those that are not are quite dictators and they're not very good examples of what kings should look like. <laughs> yeah. So the, the problem is we don't have actually very good examples here on earth at the moment. I don't know if you agree with yeah. that. So, so now we have God in heaven, which is the king of all kings, and he's actually good. And, um, but what he says goes. Mm. You, you can't argue with him. You can't debate with him. He, mm. When he makes a decree, you actually should follow it. It shouldn't mm. be a discussion point. Yeah, it shouldn't exactly. be a, it's not a suggestion. Exactly, yeah. And I think this is maybe a diff difficult that if you think people, I mean, at the moment, people are demonstrating across the world about certain things and yeah. actually mm. challenging their leaders. Mm. Yeah. And it's almost like we can't go and demonstrate before God, you know, so we can't challenge the Lord, you know, he is the king. So when he says yeah. something, it actually, not only is it good, it yeah. is the truth and it's the best thing for us. Yeah. So it's a question of that, taking that mindset and understanding what he's saying. So it's a, it's a little bit like a, like a, like a pick and pay theology. So you would, uh, you know, certain scriptures, uh, you know, I, I like this one, so I'm going to pick this scripture. But then other scriptures, you know, you know, this is a bit too hard for me, so I'm, I'm no, not going to pick this one. This one. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, I'm thinking of something practical. Uh, you know, it's clear from the Bible that, that God says that we, we must love him mm. and that we must love, uh, we must love our neighbors, we must love people. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that, that sounds easy enough. Um, but uh, but the reality is is that um, when when we when we look at what's happening in the world, um, you know you know people don't love people the way the Bible says that we should love people. We should we should love God. We should love people. Mm -hmm. And then basically what what then happens is that uh, you know somebody would then say that you know I, I don't like the scripture, so I'm I'm, I'm not going to follow the scripture. Um, in fact. Um, can I have some input on the scripture? Can I say something about it? Can I change it? Um, but the but the but the truth is is that 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 commandment or that scripture um, existed long before you were even born. Yeah. Um, so it's not the scripture that must change. It's not the word of God that must change. In fact, the word of God is eternal. Um, it's us that so must. We need to change. We need to change. We need to come in line with the word of God. Yeah. Um, mm. And and if if there's areas in my life that's not in line with the word of God then there must be repentance. There must be change from my side to align my life to what, to what is eternal, to what is mm -hmm. the Word of God. Mm -hmm. I can't have an input into that. I can't have a say about it. I can't change it. God gave it. Mm -hmm. God established it. Yeah. And, and I need to come in line with what God established. And I believe that that would be the kingdom of God. Mm -hmm. You see, I mean, if you look at the scripture where Jesus says in Mark 1, uh, verse 15, it says, The time is fulfilled, and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. So this is really the basis of almost the, the base scripture yeah. of this course, to say the kingdom is at hand. 
You say, yeah, Jesus is saying the kingdom is at hand. So what I read of that is within reach. Mm. It's something that's within reach. It's not something over there. Yeah. It's something within reach. Yeah. Mm. But because, I mean, I mean you, you've got some very good ideas around, you know, the schools of thought yes. around this. So maybe just talk to us about that. Yeah, and, and uh, um, I'd, I'd just like to point out this, you know, it's, so... Um, it says that, that the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. And immediately there's that word, repent. Mm. That means that everything that's not in line with the kingdom of God needs to come in line. That's what it means to repent. Uh, repentance is actually not just about sin. It's yeah. about realignment. Yeah. But, it, but, it, but it's the very next word. It says yes. the kingdom of God is, is here amongst you. It's within reach. Now, repent. Yeah. <laughs> you know, no, just to touch on that word, repent. Um, when you repent, you go back to the highest form. Pent. That word That's repent right, yeah. comes back. It's like a, a pent, the highest point of a building. Yeah. yeah. So when you repent, you go back right to the place yeah. where you connect with God again. Yeah. So, so yeah. change so, the it's way you think. It's yes, about alignment. It's about alignment. Change the way you think. Yeah. Change yeah. the way you think. Yeah. And um, I, I just want to mention something about about the schools of thought. So essentially, there are two schools of thought when we speak on this topic of the kingdom of God. And first of all, um, there's, the one, there's the one school of thought where, where people feel that, that the kingdom of God is somewhere in the future. Yeah. It's, 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 a, it's a someday. You can, someday. Dream, you can dream about it. Yeah. yeah. Someday we will see the kingdom of God in its full come or whatever. Yes. Jesus will come back on the clouds. We will go to him, or you know, there's 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 all these different scenarios. But it's a it's a it's a it's something in the future that yeah. will come. And then there's the other school of thought where uh, there's a real emphasis placed on kingdom now, kingdom today. Yeah. And um, that's really the one way that 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 I connect to. I, I really feel that when Jesus said, "Let your kingdom come, let your will be done, as it is in heaven, let it be done on the earth." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I feel that that was for now. And when Jesus said uh, that the kingdom of God has come, he said, uh, he said, heal the sick, raise the dead, drive out demons, mm-hmm. because the kingdom of God is here now today. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, that's uh, such an important um, um, idea that, yes, one day um, God's kingdom would have fully come. Mm-hmm. One day we... we um, you know, we will be in the fullness of heaven, the fullness of God. His yeah. reign will be complete. Um, but but as, as is for now, in the year 2020, here on planet Earth, we need to, as the church of God, we need to contend for, for heaven invading Earth in and through the church. And because now, God wants to establish now. heaven right now in mm. and through our lives. Now, we don't have to wait for the one day. Mm. Yeah, but I think that's why, you know, Jesus says he's at hand. He wouldn't say it's at hand if it's not at hand. Yeah. It is at hand. Yeah. It's right here, right now. The question yeah. is then how do you do it? But so before we get into, you know, how do we how do we appropriate that? How do we how do we make sense of it? Let's maybe go back to where it all started with Adam and Eve. Maybe yeah. if you just wanna touch on that and now what he gave away. <laughs> yeah. Well, they go away. So when we, when we take a closer look at, at the book of Genesis, um, right in the beginning, when, when God created um, heaven and earth, um, he said, let there be light, and he created um, all the animals. There's, there's one specific part where the Bible then says, and then, and then God created man in his image and in his likeness. <coughs> 
And there's this, there's this amazing picture or this beautiful picture of God then making man in his own image, in his likeness, mm. and then saying, this is very good. Mm. And then the first thing he did, the Bible says, he blessed him and he said to him, now rule and reign. He gave him authority. Rule and reign. He gave him authority. Rule yeah. and reign. And why is that? I believe that is because God Almighty, Elohim, is the ruler of the universe. Amen. He is above <clears throat> all. There's no one like him. Mm -hmm. he, is, he is the beginning and the end. And the end. He is God Almighty. Mm -hmm. And he rules the universe. Yeah. And then he made man in his image, in, in, in his likeness. And he said to him, now represent me sure. on the earth. I want you to rule and reign like me mm. on the earth. Because I want my kingdom, my rulership to, to, to be established on the earth. Mm. But, you and, know, you just think about that. I mean, that, that appointment, it's yes. like, you know, everybody gets, you know, when you have a job, you get an appointment letter. Yeah. You yeah. know, someone say, listen, and then in that letter, it actually says, what is your boundaries or whatever. Yeah. I mean, just think about the appointment letter that Adam received. Yeah. You know, it's literally, what's the boundaries? The earth. Mm. You know, it's, it, how awesome is that, you know, that he had the authority. Yeah. And then he says, it's not just about on the earth, it's yeah. everything on it. Yeah. yeah. Underneath it, it's, yeah. I mean, I could have, you know, if I was Adam and said, Lord, are you serious? Yeah. You know, really for me? <laughs> do you think I can do this? I yeah. mean, God and wouldn't actually give it to someone if he doesn't believe it's possible, obviously. Yeah. And, it, and it's, it's so beautiful, uh, Don. Um, you know, you, you just see this picture of uh, Adam being in the, in the garden and uh, God saying, right, now, now that I've appointed you, okay, this is what I want you to do. Why don't you name the animals? Sure. And this is such an amazing picture because, uh, look, I don't know how this played out. Did, did Adam give them names because of the way they looked? Or did he know what the names should be, be because he carried the nature and the heart of God, what God would have named them, Adam named them? Remember, he was made in God's yeah. image. So he, yeah. he had the mind of God. Yeah, so it, it's, he it's could, such you know, a He had the same picture. creativity yes. as God, yeah. It's such a beautiful picture of, of, of the kingdom of God right there. Um, and then, unfortunately... Um, yeah, that's why I think we need to go. How did he give it away? Yeah, un un <laughs> unfortunately, um, Satan then was able to um, deceive them. And uh, they then lost their authority. They then stepped into sin and, and in the process gave up their authority, lost their authority to rule and reign. And um, so it was really... It was really when Jesus came. But before we go there, I mean, the so essentially what so Adam was appointed to rule and reign. So he was given the authority, gave that authority to the enemy, mm. yeah. which was Satan himself. So he gave it away. So yeah, a man gave it away. So now would, one could argue, so why couldn't he take it back? And unfortunately, he didn't have the power to take it back. So yeah. for many years... Uh, Jesus had to come as man to take it back. Yeah. So that was, that's the legal process that, mm. and, and, you know, I remember one day I, I, I gave a sermon on this and there was two lawyers in the meeting and they said to me, you know, for the first time they understood why Jesus had to do this. Mm. So a man gave it away 
a man had to take That's it right. back. Mm. That's right. Yeah. Mm. But mm. a man, there's only a sinless man that could actually take it back, and there was nobody to yeah. be found. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so only a sinless yes. man, sorry. No, no, just to touch on what you're saying. Um, and now Adam, him being, him being uh, disobedient to God, brought death. Mm. Yes. But now Jesus brings life. That's right. Yes. You see, now, now we, had, we were eternally condemned as a man. Adam. As a man. To come, yes. had to come as a man. So Jesus comes as a man and brings that's life. It. Yes. So that's the beauty of, 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 of our Savior. That's Jesus. That's so, Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. So Adam brings, um, through his disobedience, curses mm. were brought. But through Jesus, life is brought. That's right. Again, Eternal through, through, life. Yes. through obedience. Obedience. Through obedience. Yes, yes. yes. So there's a disobedience and there's obedience. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> How awesome is that? Yeah. So, yeah, Paul, Paul writes about this. He says, Jesus came as the second Adam and, mm. and he restored everything that Adam yes. did wrong. Everything mm. that Adam gave away, okay. Jesus restored. Yeah. So, so in that's Jesus the good Christ, news of the gospel. Though. In Jesus yeah. Christ, we are completely mm. restored mm. to the original purpose why God created man. But just talk us through the, I mean, in the Old Testament, there was obviously some good examples Scribus, of some actually good <laughs> Some kings. good and bad examples. Yeah, so let's give us some of, some of the good ones. Some, some, some good and bad examples. And uh, I, I think back about the, about the golden age of, of the kingdom. Uh, I, I, I think about the, about the first king of Israel, who was, who was King Saul. And um, in those days, God used, used judges to, uh, you know, to govern the people. Um, and then Samuel to be the last judge. But then during the time of Samuel, um, the, the people of God, or, or, you know, Israel then said, but they want a king. They, mm. they want a king to rule over them like the other nations. They, yeah. The other mm. nations have kings. They also want a yeah. king like Can them. we also have one of those, yeah. please? And, uh, you, know, God, you know, God didn't want that because God wanted to be their king. Mm. Yes. God wanted to be their king, but they, they then rejected God as king and said, "But we, we want to be like the other nations. We, we you know we we want to live like them, do you know be like them, yeah. and then and so 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 essentially it was the people who then who then elected or chose Saul to be their king, mm. to be the first king, and uh, there was mixed results. There were some good results, but but unfortunately there were some real bad results as well." Mm. And so that didn't work out at all. However, God had a plan with this. And, and God said to Samuel, give the people what they want. Because God was going to use this to show them what is in his heart and to show them what the kingdom of God could be. Yeah. yeah. And the Bible says God chose David. The people chose Saul, but God chose David. Because David was a man after God's heart. Now, David wasn't perfect. Um, in fact, he made some horrible mistakes along the way and yeah. real ups and downs. Mm. But there was, there was this man who was after the heart of God, who was able to represent God as, as or bring this concept as, as God being our king. Mm. And David arguably was then, he was the greatest king Israel ever had. He, he was the most amazing king. Uh, yeah. Israel ever had because he was the king that God chose. Yeah. And then from David, David's dynasty, so, so the king then to follow was, was King Solomon. And it was really during Solomon's reign that Israel reached its pinnacle. Sure. Mm. And, you know, the Bible says that during the reign of Solomon, silver became worthless. 
Wow. That's, yeah. that, that was the prosperity of the nation under Solomon. But do you think that that's actually what God intended us when you talk about kingdom and us being in his kingdom is to almost show us in the Old Testament what that would have looked like. Mm. You know, yes, so God appointed this king yeah. as his representative in a sense. Yeah. Uh, and how awesome is it today when I can look at him, him being our king, yeah. and this, just the extravagance of his kingdom. Yeah. Mm. So we know that in heaven, you know, even the pavement is gold. Yeah. See, so so th there, was, there was so much gold in, in, in Israel during the during the time of Solomon, that 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 silver became worthless. That that's 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 the that was the economy of Israel at that time. Whoa. But unfortunately, Solomon then, uh, you know, as the Bible says, Solomon then married um, seven hundred wives from different nations, um, and they and they stole his heart. They mm. turned his heart away from God. Mm. He had also had 300 concubines. Yeah, I was about to say, that's outside of the concubines. Yeah, so there was a, there was a <laughs> thousand, a thousand yeah. wives, which, which, yeah. which, which wasn't what God wanted. Yeah. God yeah. made it clear yeah. that he didn't want the people of Israel to intermarry with, with, with people from, from other nations. And the reason, the main reason was because the, the woman would turn your heart away and you will start to worship idols. You would mm -hmm. start to worship other gods. Mm. And the Bible says that that, that Solomon started to build shrines and temples for other gods. And he started to worship other gods. Even the most detestable gods, True. Which, which included Molech. Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, if, if you... So the worship of Molech meant that you had to bring sacrifices. Mm -hmm. And the sacrifices brought to Molech was, was children. children. They had yeah. to burn children True. alive as yeah. a sacrifice to this demon god. Mm. Which, which the Bible says it was a detestable thing in the sight of God. God hated that mm. so mm. much. Um, and, and Solomon started doing this. Yeah. So, so he started sacrificing to, to Moloch and, and, and to other gods as well. And, sure. and uh, as a result, um, you know, the, 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 this amazing kingdom, this, 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 this incredible kingdom was then torn into pieces. And, and all of a sudden, there was a divide. When, when Solomon's son uh, took, took uh, rulership, there was a divide. There was now the northern kingdom and the southern kingdom, and there was all these fights, and all these different kings came. And from there, unfortunately, it just became, it just uh, ended up in a downward spiral. And, yeah. and at the end of the day, Don, um, God's people were, were taken captive. Uh, they, 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 they gave in to idolatry. They were taken captive. They were taken out of the promised land. And lived in captivity for many, many years, only to return to a broken down city, uh, broken down kingdom, completely destroyed. And uh, so it's it's a real it's it's a real sad story how this how this ended. But it was it was really when Jesus came. Yeah. It was when Jesus came things that, changed, that yeah. we can see what was in the heart of the Father in regards to to him wanting to establish it's that garden of eden where he wanted to establish his his rule his his rule on the earth through us yeah yeah i think that's so let's fast forward uh, now jesus comes like we said earlier on he basically uh, what the man adam gave away jesus had to to restore mm. so as the sinless man he came and died on the cross and because of the payment that he made he bought back what Adam gave away. Mm. But the amazing thing is, he's saying here in Luke 22, 
verse 28 to 30, it says, But you are those who have continued with me in my trials, and I bestow upon you a kingdom, just as my Father bestowed one upon me, that you may eat and drink at my table in my kingdom and sit on thrones judging the twelve tribes of Israel. Now there's obviously a current and there's a future. There will be a time that we will sit with him and we're already sitting with him in the thrones, but we're not judging the tribes of Israel yet. Um, but he's bestowing a kingdom on us. So he's actually giving it back to us. So whatever Adam gave away, Jesus came and gave it back to us. Mm. So we know that in the Old Testament, people lost things because of the disobedience. And we'll get to that when we talk about the keys of the kingdom and, and also what the heart attitude is. And I believe obedience is one of them. Yeah. Because I think Jesus showed us. Hey, uh, so it's about... How Jesus says he's now willing to give us back that authority. Mm. But I've been, you know, the, so where does this kingdom live? Yeah, so um, if, if we look at the kingdom of God, that's, that's when Jesus comes in, that's, that's all he preached, yeah. was kingdom. That's right. <laughs> yeah. If you read Matthew, um, if you look at kingdom, it's throughout the whole New Testament. Yeah. That's what Jesus preached. That's what the disciples preached. That's, the apostles, that's the apostles. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They, they all preached the kingdom, and mm. I believe as 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 believers, that's what we we need to live out as well is the kingdom. Now, the question is, where is the kingdom? And I la- I'd like to refer to uh, Luke seventeen twenty. It says, "Now when he asked was asked by the Pharisees when the kingdom of God were to come, he answered them and said, the kingdom of God does not come from observation.'" Nor will they say, see here or see there. For indeed, the kingdom of God is within you. Yeah, wow, sure. that's awesome. How awesome is that? The kingdom of yeah, God like that, yeah. is being established in our hearts. Yeah. You see, so Jesus came so that the kingdom of God can be established in our hearts. So the, the, the Israelites were looking to, uh, to a, a kingdom. They were thinking that Jesus was going to come. Yeah. He's going to be the... the yeah, he's going to... Yeah, yeah, sort out these sort Romans. Out the Romans. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so they were expecting war. They were ready to, yeah, to yeah, take over. Yeah. He's um, going to be the leader, they the were looking, commander. You know? Yeah, they were going to look look into the days of David. They were they were thinking of the days of David, like yeah. Pastor Gobas mentioned, like Gobas mentioned. So there Jesus comes and and brings a whole total different picture. You know, mm. he comes as a servant. Mm. He comes to serve. He comes to yeah. love. Yeah. The whole kingdom is is is. Almost upside down to yeah. the way they thought it was yeah. going to be. Yeah. They, they were getting uh, ready to uh, cut off ears and heads. Yeah. <laughs> but Jesus says, hey, you got to love your enemy. Yeah. So, so the whole, the, whole um, the Jews were, were shocked at this. The, the Pharisees were like, okay, we're not ready for this one. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, but, but that's, that's, and they ask him, they're like, but when is this kingdom going to be established? When are we going to take up arms? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but he says, wait, look, it's not doesn't come by observation. We cannot say it's here or there. Yeah. It's inside of you. In fact, yeah. I'm bringing this kingdom. Mm. You know, I'm establishing this kingdom mm. through my blood that will be shed. <laughs> and, the th- and then the third day when I rise again and I take up the keys, this kingdom will be established. And if you yeah. believe in me, this kingdom will be established through you. Mm. So for, 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 the, for, the, for, the, for the Pharisees and the Sadducees, this was totally uh, foreign. Yeah, foreign. And, and they, they, they were not happy with this, with this type of answer. So I think it was, 
bringing it to our day and age, it's always nice to, to take the word and bring it to where we are today. What is, what, is, what, is, what is the kingdom mean for me today? How do I, what is the kingdom within? You know, how do I establish the kingdom of God in my heart? Um, if, if I could testify as a young believer, I believe the kingdom became established. There's a difference. Pastor Jacobus mentioned in the, in the beginning, he said, um, there's those who will accept the kingdom, will accept Jesus, but will not take God's rulership, yeah. God's rule and reign. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So as a believer, most of us will take the kingdom, but will not take the kingdom principles, his his word and his decrees with us. So as a believer, once I realized that, now I'm speaking out of my own testimony. Mm. Once I realized that he's got his decrees and I take, it to take his decrees and I read them and I know them and I accept them through the love of the, through the power of empowerment of the Holy Spirit, that enabled me to connect to God as a father. Mm. You see, so. so his principles allowed me to connect to the father heart and, they, it, it, and it no longer became... Um, uh, letters of law, but it actually became a love language mm. of of mm. how he wanted me to or to uh, establish in his kingdom on earth, and that's how he wants us to establish his kingdom on earth yeah. through his word. And this this word is actually a letter of love. Mm. Yeah. Right from the beginning, Jesus wanted uh, God wanted the Israelites to connect with him. Yeah. Right from the beginning, even at the Mount Sinai, he said, "Come, come, come up and come." But he, invite, he invited them, but they did not want to. Mm. So he's always wanted, a father always wanted a connection with his children. Mm. So this, so when, we, when we get this connection, then he establishes mm. himself within us. Yeah. Ivan, that's, that's so amazing. You know, I think about the grace of God over my life. And I, I, and, and I realized that, you know, this might be where, where, where we miss it sometimes. You know, we, you know, we think that we are saved by grace which which is true we're saved mm. by grace yeah. but that's not where grace ends that's not the only part that grace plays in our in our lives um for sure we are saved by grace we're mm. not saved by our own mm. works mm. There's, there's 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 nothing i did to be saved it was everything that jesus did mm. but it doesn't stop there so when i think back about my you know on my on my own life and i, and I think about uh, certain ways i used to think certain things i used to do which, which wasn't in line with the word of God. It was, it was the grace of God. It was by the grace of God and the grace of God working in my life that I was able to overcome certain things. Mm. That I was able to change certain behaviors and to think differently. And so, so, so for me, when I think about the grace of God, it's, it's, it's a start to end process. It's not just a start process. Yeah. It's a start to end process. I live by grace every day. Yeah. But it's the empowerment of grace. It's really God empowering yes. us yeah. through His grace so to, to live His it's, life. Yeah, it's, it's, I, I'm empowered by the grace of God. Yeah. I'm saved yeah. by the grace of God. But I'm also empowered by the grace of God. Yeah. You know, um, when you guys are speaking, I'm just thinking of this picture, you know. Now, God is a king, but God is a father. Yeah, how yeah, awesome is that? <laughs> so, so, in order... Uh, in order for us to receive his his inheritance, which is part and parcel of his kingdom, I I, I have to understand that I'm a son, mm. and mm. I have to live out my father's will. Yeah. And part of that will is is living out his kingdom. Mm. And 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 like he says, if if I if if I hear his word and I, and I do his yeah. word, his kingdom 
becomes established. Yeah. His his rule and reign becomes established not only in my life but it's established yeah. in the people around me. Yeah. So immediately when I start seeing <clears throat> this Elohim as a father because that's what he calls says now we've been given the spirit of adoption. That's right. So and when I receive that spirit of adoption when I receive the kingdom because that's what Jesus has been calling come. Yeah. Mm. Come into this kingdom. Come receive. Come see the Father. Yeah. As he is. You see, he says, you see, one of the things I love when he says, says, I hear everything my Father tells me. That's how he connects. Yeah. And he invites us to connect that way. He invites us to connect with him as a Father so that the Father's kingdom will be established through us. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. But I'm thinking about John 1, verse 12. It says, But as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become sons of God or yeah. daughters yeah. of God. <clears throat> To those who believe in his name, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, but nor of the will of man, but of God. Mm. So there's something about God is saying here is that we become children. Mm. Uh, we are children of God, but become sons. Mm. So that whole progression from mm. a child to becoming a son. Mm. And yeah. We know how Jesus did it. He did it through obedience. Mm. <laughs> and we're going to talk a lot about that later on yeah. as well. Yeah. But it's, it's how did Jesus actually demonstrate this kingdom? Mm. And you talk about the kingdom within. It's mm. it's about the heart attitude. Yes. And, and just say something about that, uh, yeah. Ivan, about just from a heart attitude. What is this attitude? What what? Where does this yeah. come from? Yeah. And I'd like to say like this heart attitude is a heart attitude, heart attitude of surrender. Yeah. You know, it's surrendering everything that I am to to a king, yeah. to a father. Sure. Um, it, 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 it has to come a place for where my, not only my mind, not only um, what I, my, my heart, but everything around me. As a father, yeah. how I lead my children, yeah. Yeah. how I lead yeah. my wife, um, how I lead uh, the, the people God entrusted to me, how I love. You see, um, the biggest, the biggest um, 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 uh, difference between us and the world is how we love. See, love is, yeah. is, is going to separate kingdom from the kingdom of life to the, to the kingdom of death. Yeah. So that, that the kingdom of life, which is established through God, is all wrapped in love. Mm. See, see, and, and, and that's what, that's what will, will, will distinguish yeah. this kingdom within, how we love one another as brothers and sisters, yeah. how we love, uh, uh, how fathers love their wives mm. and their children. Fathers love their wife. <laughs> fathers love their, their uh, husbands love their wives and fathers love their children. Yeah. And how as, as we believe, as brothers and sisters love each other. Yeah. You know, in, we're also living in a time where, where, in this, where, where, where the world is throwing so much hatred between one another. And we don't see the image of God in one another. Yeah. And that's what the world is, 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 is that's the enemy strategy. He, yeah. Yeah. he does everything that's anti-God. Mm. Absolutely. You know, so that so that people don't see the image that God has made through each and every single one yeah. of us. And I believe the kingdom becomes established when we when we when we when we do everything through the, the, the root and the foundation of love and love through his word and kingdom. Yeah. I want to uh, I just want to uh, use a quick example. Um, just as you were speaking and you know, on a on a on a finite level, on a human level. Um, can you imagine me speaking to your daughter, Kiona, and I say, I come to your house, and I say, Kiona, make your bed. <laughs> yeah. And if you love me, you will obey my commandments. And then I get in my car and I drive away. I mean, on a, on a finite level, that's weird. Yeah, that's, it's really weird. That's, that's awkward. And probably 
I don't know if she will make her bed. <laughs> I, I, I think, I think this will be this will be a very strange event in her life. Yeah. Mm. Who's this guy? So if I if 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 I drive to your house and I and I, and I knock on the door and I say, uh, "Can I make your bed?" Because this is this is the this is the way of the von Skalkveig kingdom. We make our beds. I make my bed and I want you to make your bed. Yeah. This will be a very weird experience for her. But if you say to your daughter, go and make your bed, there's a different context now. Mm. Because you, you are a father, you love her, yeah, and she loves you, and she trusts you. Mm. There's a context. Mm. And, and if she doesn't make her bed, there's going to be consequences. Mm. But you will teach her to make her bed, because you will teach her obedience. Mm. But it happens in the context of family and love, and there's, there's a safe place where these things happen, mm. where she learns mm. obedience. Mm. You see, and and this is on a finite level, right? This is on a human level. Now let's think about God. When God then tells you to do something or brings brings a a, a certain decree into your life, mm. it's not just a distant master mm. screaming out orders and then throwing lightning bolts at you sure. because you're not doing it. Mm. He's he's your king, but he's also your father, and that's the grace of God. It's it's A to Z. Mm. It's not just the starter and now God saying, now no, here's the list I want you to do, but you're on your own. But I think you're touching covers on something which is really about, you're talking about children and sons. Mm. It's actually growing into. Mm. I mean, your, when your daughter was born and when my children were born, they were actually, you know, helpless. Yeah. Obviously, I had to teach them the way so yeah. that they can become a son and a daughter mm. in my house. Mm. Yeah. Like we should become sons and daughters in mm. Father God's house. And mm. how to become a... And my question is, how do we become a son in the kingdom? So now I have this amazing father. I'm a child in his house, mm. but I'm not a son yet. How do I become a son? It's by the obedience, yes. by, mm. by hearing what he's saying mm. and uh, aligning myself. And mm. I remember even in my own house, in my, in my dad's house, by aligning myself with what he's saying, because I know he loved me and he wanted the best for me, and as aligning myself, I become a son in the house. And I remember I'm the eldest of, of six children, and two of them unfortunately have passed away, and my parents also passed away, but realizing the, and I had to help my brothers and sisters to understand my dad actually and mom wanted the best for them. And sometimes they never got that, but yeah, you know, there was a, a opportunity as a son to actually take on their heart mm -hmm. to know and also help my brothers and sisters so that they can understand why we're doing some things. Yeah. And I think, mm -hmm. and, and like you say, to understand the why, and this is the kingdom thinking, mm -hmm. to know that this is my father in heaven, mm -hmm. but he's also my king. Mm -hmm. So he's, he's and, got... And everything he does is because he loves you. actually mm -hmm. in, in my benefit. best interest. Yeah. Yeah. But what he says goes. Mm. You know, mm. he is the king. Mm. I need to follow what he's saying. And the more I align myself, and get back to that little pen thing, by aligning myself mm. with his way of thinking, understand what his heart is. Mm. And I think that is so key, mm. is to understand God's heart. Yeah. And as to say, Lord, I want to hear and understand his ways. And the more I understand that, and the more I align myself, then basically the kingdom of God comes in my life. Yes. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. The more we guard heaven, our hearts. Heaven yeah. and mm. earth is now starting to align. align. You yeah. know, yeah. Which yeah. is what Jesus taught us, yeah. you know, in, in 
Mm. In maybe if I can go there quickly, you know, in the um, in the prayer when they ask him how should you pray, he says this is how you should pray: Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. It's to say whatever His will is in heaven, His heart is in heaven. It should be the same on earth. Give mm. us today our daily bread. Forgive us our debts, as we always forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. So this is kingdom at hand. So Jesus actually taught them, how do you do, how do you get kingdom at hand? How do you make kingdom, or make how do you get heaven at hand right now? Mm. It is basically to align your will with his will, to make sure that you... You forgive like he forgives. <laughs> I think that was critical. And to help you not to fall into temptation and to deliver you from it. So there's always a way out. You see, God is so amazing. There's always a way out. So that makes it real. It makes it now. It's not like we said earlier on, yeah. you know, it's for some other day. It's for now. It's yeah. actually for now. It's yeah. here now with us. Um, you want to add something? Quibus. Maybe touch on, on you know, that scripture around righteousness, peace, and joy. What does yes. that mean, and how does that relate now to kingdom? Yeah. Um, so there's there's one scripture that uh, that has really meant so much to me. Um, it's, it's in Romans chapter 14, verse 17 and 18. It says, For the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating or drinking, but uh, of righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit, because anyone who serves Christ in this way is pleasing to God and receives human approval. And there's something that, that has really stood out to me, uh, you know, for me just to understand what, what is this process. You know, when we, when, we, when we begin our relationship with God, there's a lot of processes that is that started in your life. So if I look back, two years from now, on my life. There, there needs to be some progression. So there, there, there must be some growth. Mm. Certain things must have changed over time because of this process that I've, I've engaged in. Mm. Mm. And uh, when, when, when the Bible says that, that the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, but of righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit, what, what I find in the scripture is that I think that the that the biggest process that is happening with us is this issue of the of the renewed mind. Mm. Uh, Romans chapter 12, verse 1 and 2. Uh, Do not conform to the patterns of this world, yeah. but be transformed by the renewal of your minds. So the, so the renewal of your mind through the Word of God and through the Spirit of God and engaging in submission to the Spirit of God and to the Word of God, mm. being in that place of surrender, uh, you know, and changing the way you think. That is, the, that is the most crucial process for me in really seeing the kingdom of, of, kingdom of God being established more and more and more and more in my life. So when I think back two years from now, I want to, I want to know that my thought patterns have changed. Yeah. Because the kingdom of God isn't what you think it is. Um, like, I, like Ivan said, sometimes it's really upside down. Mm. You know, if you want to be the greatest, be the servant. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's not how, how we were taught. Mm. If, if you want to be the greatest, walk over people, push them out of the way, fight your way mm. yeah. to, to the top. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, you know, nice guys finish last. All of those. <laughs> but Jesus said, if, if, if you want to be the greatest, be the servant. Mm-hmm. Be servant of all. Mm-hmm. Wash yeah. people's feet. Love them. Yeah. And, and, and not, not only in words. Yeah. He actually, mm-hmm. he actually yeah. did this. He actually washed people's feet. Mm-hmm. And uh, not, just, not, not just washing the feet. He actually died for mm-hmm. us in our place. Mm-hmm. Because... He came not to be served, but to be servant of all. Mm. And so sometimes the kingdom of God is not what you think it is. Mm. Mm-hmm. And so there needs to be a lot of renewal of our minds and the way we think. And this, our thinking patterns and strongholds in our minds need to be renewed by the word of God and by the spirit of God working in us and us allowing for this to happen. Mm. And this process is for me, it's a foundational process uh, for every, every believer to grow from, from being a child of God into mm. mature sonship and, and to be mature sons and daughters of God. I think about that scripture, also in Romans 8, it says that all of creation is longing, is yearning mm. for the sons of God to be revealed. Yeah. So, so But I think about that word, righteousness, peace and joy, and I realize it's a package deal. <laughs> yeah. So in coming in right standing with the king, mm. you will be at peace and there's joy. Yeah. So it's not a it's not a kingdom that's like a tyranny. It's like yeah. a dictatorship. Mm-hmm. It is not. It's you know when your when your <coughs> children is in right standing with you, there's joy in the house. Yeah. So, I remember yeah. when our when when our kids grew up and people came to visit us, they would run around and scream and we would try to quiet them down or whatever. And then someone said to us one day, you know, when I see people children being acting like that, that yeah. means that peace. Yeah. yeah. They can run around. They can, they can be themselves, yeah. and they mm-hmm. add yeah. joy. Mm-hmm. Isn't that sure. what God wants so, from us? So it's, mm-hmm. it's when we're in right standing with Him. Yeah. We are at peace with Him. We are at peace with one another. Mm-hmm. There's joy in our lives. Yeah. You know. So it's not a, a kingdom of just you know bending down, you know, <laughs> grinding at, well, the, well, at uh, the millstone type of thing. Uh, Jesus, Jesus is in the boat with the disciples, and there's a storm. Um, and from from what I can see, this is quite severe. And, 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 and the Bible says Jesus was sleeping. At peace. <laughs> now, if you have peace and righteousness and joy, you can sleep well. Yeah. <laughs> and so, so the Bible says that the, that the disciples woke him up and said, Lord, don't you care that we're perishing? You see, but Jesus knew something that they didn't know. Yeah. So his thoughts and, and, and his thought patterns were already so aligned that he knew something they didn't know. Jesus, don't you care that we're perishing? Yeah. And then Jesus, the Bible says, Jesus stood up and he commanded the waves and the storm to subside. And it did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Righteousness, peace, and joy. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. Yeah. And I realized that, um, you know, this is such a vast topic. Yeah, it is. And uh, that's why we're not going to do it in one thing either, <laughs> you know. Yeah. So, um, you know, as we, uh, I'd like, I don't know if there's any closing comments yeah. you want to make. I think, I think from my side, you know, um, I realized that the kingdom of, of God, when it's established in our hearts, it's not a one-time event. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not, a process. It's yeah. a process, yeah. It's, a, it's, it's, it's something that happens every single day. Mm-hmm. See, when the kingdom comes, it comes when I wake up in the morning, I go on my knees, I... I declare my um, dependence and my 
my need for his spirit to guide mm. me when I um when I when someone acts out of yeah. um, hate I act out of love mm. when when the situation seems like a, I can't control it I trust him yeah. see that's 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 for me that's when the kingdom comes when mm. when when on the everyday steps every moment that yeah. I take mm. every step that I take I, I allow God to be the one who guides and he establishes his kingdom mm. through my daily life yeah so yeah. I think my final thought, uh, Don, would be um, when I think about the kingdom of God, I realize that the kingdom of God is a kingdom of love. Sure. And everything that God does, he's dealing with, with us, mm. this process. Mm. All of this happens within the context of love. Context it's, is important. It's, mm. it's, a, it's a father dealing with his children. Mm. Yes. And, and so if, if you are discouraged, I, I want to say to those who are listening, if you're discouraged in your walk with the Lord, don't be discouraged. Mm. God has not given up on you. Yeah. His grace is sufficient. His grace is enough. Yeah. You don't have to give up on God. You don't have to give up on, on, on believing the Bible. And, mm. and, and God is with you. The Holy Spirit is with you. Mm. And he's building something in you, which is, which is, which is uh, not of this world. Yeah. It's the kingdom of heaven. Wow. And wow. just surrender to this process yeah. and allow for God to be God in your life. Amen. Amen. Yeah, guys, thank you. And thank you for joining us this morning. Uh, you know, as we bring this, uh, just this discussion to a close and we realize we really just touched yeah. <laughs> on yeah. this amazing topic. We're going to, in the weeks that's coming, we're going to really explore on, on all these heart attitudes. What are those keys of the kingdom? And we're actually going to start off next next week with what are those keys? What are the things, what are those heart attitudes that's going to make us to align in the kingdom of God? And yeah. how do we bring heaven to earth? How do we bring heaven into our marriage? How do we bring heaven into our workplace? How do we bring heaven into our relationship with our children, with our fellow man? Yes. And how did Jesus do it? And, how did he, and he actually showed us. He actually demonstrated that to us. So... Please don't miss out on us, and uh, we'd like to get your feedback on this as well. Uh, we're really looking forward to walking this journey with you to explore the kingdom of God. And what does heaven at hand mean to you in 2020? Amen. Amen. God bless Amen. you. Amen. Thanks, guys, for joining me today. Um, our very first one. Yes. Uh, what an awesome experience. I didn't realize how quickly time passed. <laughs> but uh, it's been great having you. Looking forward to our next session. Amen. Yes, amen. Yeah. God thank bless you. you. Thank you. Amen. Yeah. Thank you.